So before we start this prayer retreat, for those of you who are just now discovering this podcast, I am so glad that you're here listening, engaging these prayers and spiritual conversations. You should know that this is the fifth long format prayer retreat that's available on the website. And um, you should know that this one is a bit of a steeper climb than the other retreats. So I encourage you, if you haven't already spent time with the other retreats, retreat one through four, any of those would be a good place for you to prepare for this prayer retreat on limitation. Hello, my name is Josh Banner, and you're listening to The Invitation. retreat, I invite you into a space of lamentation. In the wake of hurricanes, violent protests, and mass shootings, sexual exploitation, political strife, and vitriol, in the face of our personal experiences of misunderstandings, alienation, prejudice, and oppression, here in lamentation we dare to boldly speak honestly to God. In lament, we come to Jesus, allowing the suffering inside ourselves and in the world around us to rise up and to come to the surface, to approach this inner movement with intentionality. Consider the space and time you have at hand right now. On one level, it's helpful to turn our thoughts to spiritual things in any way possible. It's completely acceptable to enter this lament while you're doing chores or in the car. However, if you want to go deeper in lament, to find God in the space of deeper pain, this will be more approachable for you if you approach this prayer retreat with plenty of time and privacy. You should also consider the benefits of sharing this lament with a friend, a family member, or even a small group. And for others, you may discern that it's time for you to face certain pains and anger, fear and confusion in solitude with God. Either way, with God in solitude or with God and others, in lament, we choose not to suffer alone. As we begin, I invite you to free yourself from any impulse to perform spiritually and to get this right. The only way for you to fail here is by avoidance, by closing yourself from the questions, by hardening your heart and resisting God's love. So yes, moving toward God is a fearful and vulnerable thing. 
exposing grief and engaging inner suffering is by nature messy. So consider what you're getting yourself into here and prepare yourself. Lament will initially lead you to confusion before it leads you to peace. And so we begin as carefully as possible. If you're listening here with any level of intentionality, with any mustard seed of faith, no matter how small, you are off to a good start. I invite you to wait and see how the Holy Spirit might help you with your prayer. When we lament, we make our complaint to God. We allow our deep questions and confusions to trouble our hearts and minds. We embrace our weakness, the seeming futility that strips us down. We acknowledge the brokenness and violence that are both inside and outside ourselves. We gather these swollen parts of ourselves and we wait and we watch and we find God here. We can then offer our broken selves into His care. We trust that by welcoming our pain, we can also welcome God. In deeper ways, we discover that love is truly with us, and we know by internal deep knowledge, as the psalmist declares, that God is especially near to the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit. For this retreat, I encourage you to have a journal, a computer, or a tablet nearby, something to write with at hand. As we practice lament, it is good to be specific, to recognize the suffering by naming it as best we can. Writing words or phrases down will also allow you to name and see what is happening inside of you. Once these things become more tangible, you can then offer them to the Spirit with more inner intention. So I invite you to settle yourself into a listening posture. Throughout this little retreat, I encourage you to pay attention to your body. Locate your anxiety, where it creates tension in your shoulders or lower back. Slow your breathing. Relax your mind, the tension in your jaw, and be still. this retreat, we will use a famous passage from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 to identify language that can help us name this internal suffering. I encourage you to resist the temptation to interpret the scripture. Instead, draw near to the words and allow them to interpret you. This is a helpful passage because it resists our attempts to make sense of it. Instead, 
the breadth of its meaning and language can give us ample space to pray and to talk to God. In this first reading, you don't need to expect much inner movement emotionally or to gain any focused clarity in your mind. In this first reading, simply allow yourself to move into this sacred space and to become acquainted with these words. There is a right time for birth and another for death, a right time to plant and another to reap, a right time to kill and another to heal, a right time to destroy and another to construct, a right time to cry and another to laugh, a right time to lament and another to cheer, a right time to make love and another to abstain, a right time to embrace and another to part, a right time to search and another to count your losses, a right time to hold on and another to let go, a right time to rip out and another to mend, a right time to shut up, and another time to speak up, a right time to love, and another to hate, a right time to wage war, and another to make peace. Perhaps you are already swollen already actively aware of your ache and your questions, your fear and bewilderment. If this describes you, I invite you not to rush the experience of your suffering. Sit here with your pain. Welcome it while welcoming the Spirit. Attempt this only as you are able. Do this gently without striving. Each of us has a natural defense system in place that leads us to fight or flight in response to danger. In the face of suffering, some of us fight God by hardening our hearts and closing our minds. How can there be a God if there is this much pain in the world? Others of us fly away from suffering by becoming numb and indifferent to God, to ourselves, and to others around us. Fight or flight are natural survival instincts, so there's no need to judge yourself. There's no right or wrong way here, at least initially. The question is if and when we either become more open to God or more closed and distant from God. So again, let's be careful. There is no need to rush lament, to push or strain yourself. Instead, 
simply acknowledge the presence of suffering. Of course, you may fear that if you even crack the door open to this pain, it will come crashing through and wreck you. So as we are still settling into this retreat, I invite you to turn richly and freely again as you're able into God. And here we can even boast in our suffering and weakness and doubts, trusting that the Holy Spirit can pour love into our hearts through this weakness. Somehow, by the work of the Spirit, we trust that our knowledge of the person of Jesus can be deepened in and through suffering. Now perhaps you may not be actively aware of any present personal suffering. Perhaps you're mentally aware of the tremendous pain in the world today pain even in your close proximity, and yet somehow you don't feel involved with that agony. You watch the news, read the paper, and you understand the trauma with your mind, but not in your guts. Please understand, we're not placing grief and misery on a spiritually elite pedestal. We should not romanticize or spiritualize despair and depression. We are searching for Jesus here to move past our fight and flight, to welcome the pain only so that it moves us further into love and hope. If you come to this retreat already stuck in depression, or if you have a history of depression, it's important to note that depression can accompany lament, yet depression and lament are two different things. That is to say that the sadness and grief of suffering that makes it difficult to get out of bed, that causes chronic fatigue and confusion, that leaves us prone to heavy, morose thoughts of futility, these signs of depression can be experienced alongside the suffering that opens us to become closer to God. But these are not the marks of every person who practices lament, who welcomes suffering, and increases their knowledge of God. If you find yourself stuck in depression, I encourage you to talk with a friend, if not a pastor or a trained therapist, because lament is not an end in itself. If you're not tangibly experiencing the suffering in this world, also know that there is no judgment of you here either. You have merely been on a different journey. This is the broad space of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is a time, there is a season for everything, and most of us did not experience the same seasons at the same time. So the question here and now is, what season are you in? Do you sense an invitation to open yourself, to welcome suffering in, to join Jesus in his sufferings? This retreat is an exercise to listen for God's presence in the midst of a suffering world. So we consider again, do you sense an invitation to open yourself to struggle, suffering, and confusion? 
Do you have a sense that Jesus is able to meet with you in the midst of that pain? Do you know that Jesus desires to meet with you in the midst of suffering? As I read through this passage from Ecclesiastes again, identify which season you are in and what season you feel invited into. Think about where you are coming from and where the Spirit is leading you to. How does the language of this passage inform your prayerful understanding of God's invitation for you right now? There is a right time for birth and another for death, a right time to plant and another to reap, a right time to kill and another to heal, a right time to destroy and another to construct, a right time to cry and another to laugh, a right time to lament and another to cheer, a right time to make love and another to abstain, a right time to embrace, and another to part, a right time to search, and another to count your losses, a right time to hold on, and another to let go, a right time to rip out, and another to mend, a right time to shut up, and another to speak up, a right time to love, and another to hate, a right time to wage war, and another to make peace. Here I invite you to write down the words or phrases that describe the season that you have been in, that you are in now, and then What is the season that you sense the Spirit is inviting you into? What time is it for you right now? Where are you coming from? And where are you going? As you consider these things, what excites you? What scares you? What makes sense? And what confuses you? What opens you to God? And what causes resistance and closes you? And now, for the purposes of lament, 
return to the particular trouble, confusion, regret, sorrow, and anger that you have found in yourself? And what is it that you want to say to God here about this? How can you best describe your struggle, the questions about your circumstances, about the things that you see in or around you? Write down your lament and then say it out loud to God. Why, God? Why do you allow this pain? Where are you, Jesus? If you truly are my Savior, where is my saving and help? If you are my healer, where is my healing? If you are my food and strength, why am I so weak and hungry? Speak honestly to him. I invite you to spend some time talking to Jesus about these things. In this lament, you are welcoming suffering into yourself. And now I invite you to notice where this lament is moving inside of you in particular. Is your mind boggled and exhausted? Is your head spinning? Do you feel tightness in your chest or tension in your back? Is it hard for you to sit still? Do you find a need to stand and move around? Do you feel restless and want to run away? Are you gathering more heat and rage for your anger? By faith, allow the suffering to burn its way into yourself, into your heart in through your mind and throughout your body. Locate specifically where the pain hurts the most. Consider what kinds of vulnerable desires are opening up inside of you. What do you desire or dream? What practically could make circumstances better? What does justice look like in this situation? What does healing look like in this situation? As you are able, welcome God into this experience. When suffering leads us to true lament, it can break through the hardness of our hearts. This is our hope. Suffering and lament have a way of cleansing our spiritual eyes and unclogging our ears. 
Rumi's poem says this well. Poets and sages tell us the wound is where the light enters you. And the Apostle Paul is one of those sages when he invites us to boast in our weaknesses because when we locate those weak, vulnerable, tender wounds, we can allow the light, the strength, and hope of the Spirit to come in and through us. So we trust that in slowing down, welcoming, embracing, and listening to our experience of suffering, we are able to take this trouble that is inside of ourselves seriously. This trouble alerts us to the internal space where faith grows. Ironically, by seeing our suffering, we recognize a deeper and more specific hunger for God. We can better taste and see our desire for safety and healing. Suffering reveals what is possible in our inner selves. Suffering shows us that we usually need more help for our inner selves than for our physical bodies. If I feel more free to talk honestly with God about suffering, I will discover a relief and a hope that I'm not alone. He is near my broken heart and crushed spirit. As the children's song goes, we can't go over it and we can't go under it. Oh no, we've got to go through it. And going through the suffering with the Holy Spirit, I then discover a peace of heart and mind that will then move into the rest of my body so richly that I then become a witness of peace, hope, and love to those around me. Again, I invite you to consider the language of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. What season are you coming from, and what season are you being invited into? There is a right time for birth, and another for death, a right time to plant, and another to reap a right time to kill, and another to heal, a right time to destroy, and another to construct, a right time to cry, and another to laugh, a right time to lament, and another to cheer, a right time to make love, and another to abstain, a right time to embrace, and another to part a right time to search, and another to count your losses, a right time to hold on, and another to let go, a right time to rip out, and another to mend, a right time to shut up, and another to speak up, 
a right time to love and another to hate, a right time to wage war and another to make peace. invite you to review the scope of where you have been and where you are going in faith. Spend some time writing down your thoughts about what you're discovering about yourself and about God in this retreat. Before we rush on and finish this retreat, what lament is still lingering inside of you? Sit with that pain a bit longer. Welcome the Spirit further into your prayer. Where is the suffering leading you to? What is it that you want to say to Jesus that you haven't said already? What is it that you want to say again? Consider that Protestants have preferred an empty cross in their churches. They emphasize that Jesus has risen from the dead. Catholics instead worship with a crucifix and are comforted by a Jesus, the suffering servant who knows our pain. In lament, we bring these two together, a crucifix and an empty cross. We do not give in to despair as if Jesus has no power over death. Yet we also do not turn away from pain either. We do not sweep injustice under the rug and pretend that all is well. We do not put forced, agreeable smiles on our faces. Yet we do not overindulge in sadness for its own sake. And we do not accept suffering and misery as our final reality. Consider that this enormous space between birth and death, sowing and reaping, killing and healing, destruction and construction, tears and laughter, holding and letting go, silence and speech, love and hate, war and peace. Consider that this enormous space between a crucifix and an empty cross, between a silent dead God and a Savior blazing with beauty, surrounded by angels, 
seated on his glorious throne. Our faith journey covers a broad, vast space. And this is the space in which we welcome our suffering, our pain, and we also welcome God, the creator of every good, beautiful, healing gift. Here we can better fathom the kind of internal space that exists inside of ourselves. And this is a very helpful, important movement of prayer to use your imagination to fathom the vast, internal, deep, and wide place inside of yourself where God, with His love, abides. This is the gift of suffering. As we bring this retreat to a close, I invite you to relinquish your previous notions of God and to welcome a larger, more vibrant vision. If we seek to know Christ, the power of His resurrection, we go through the pain and we enter into the fellowship of His sufferings. Yet we also conform unto His death. This is the practiced internal movement of dying to ourselves to live for Jesus. We die to ourselves and our small, limited concepts of God, and we are reformed and renewed. This is not a once-and-done, one-size-fits-all recitation of doctrinal ideas, This is an invitation into a life of prayer where we are continually being reformed by a deepening of our experience of the presence of God. So for your reflection, have you tasted and seen something new about God in this retreat? I invite you to write down a word or a phrase that describes your discovery of who God is for you in the midst of suffering. And I invite you to even say this word or phrase out loud. If you have not discovered something new in this retreat, write down a word or a phrase that describes a question about God that you want to explore further and say that word or phrase out loud prayerfully. Some teachers have described prayer as a reprogramming of our computers. We sit in the presence of God so that old, obsolete, or broken software is replaced by a new program of love and holiness. By moving beyond our old, broken ideas of God, we are not suggesting 
a movement outside of our precious doctrines and creeds. It is instead that perhaps only through prayer, like this exercise of lament, are we able to deeply move into an experiential understanding of the reality described by those very doctrines and creeds. And if we sit still long enough in a prayerful posture and discipline, this deeper reality of God's kingdom becomes so enormous that that computer metaphor, while helpful at first, it turns out to be limited when scripture is much more robust. From Matthew chapter 4. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. And from that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. After a long death darkness, the sun breaks forth in our midst. The light and heat of that sun comes near. And as we move through lament, we bask in that sunlight and let it radiate all around ourselves. And so here in the conclusion, I invite you to sit quietly in the presence of this God of light. Submit your fears, your questions, angers, confusions, and lamentations. Surrender them and enjoy the goodness of knowing and being known, of loving and being loved. Amen.
It is a delight to share these prayer retreats with you. I'm so glad that you've come along on this journey. If this podcast has been meaningful to you and helpful in your own discipleship of creating time and space for God, I invite you to please extend an invitation to the Invitation Podcast to someone else. If you have not already, please subscribe to the mailing list on the invitationpodcast.org website so we can stay in touch. I am thankful to have a backlog of spiritual conversations to produce and to release here. I have conversations with Trevor Hudson, Evan Howard, Lacey Finn Borgo, the wonderful painter Makoto Fujimura, and then my new friends Chris Hoke and Niners Garcia talk with me about prayer in a Washington state jail. Sharon Garlow-Brown is also working on another long-format prayer retreat like this, and Nathan Foster and I will also be doing some more collaborations in the future through Renovare as well. So yes, lots of goodness and fullness, um, but please don't hesitate to reach out to me with your feedback, your thoughts, or questions. I've had another round of email interactions in this last month with listeners. So feel free to write me at josh at invitationpodcast.org. I truly enjoy building these friendships with you. So thanks for reaching out. The invitation is almost two years old. It's been developing slowly and carefully. And I'd like to be able to give more energy and time to this in the near future. Prayerlessness is the elephant in the room in the local church. And there is a vacuum of sacred beauty and the presence of God in our lives outside of the church as well. Surprisingly to me and wonderfully, I've discovered there's more openness to this invitation of the Spirit when I'm inside the prison. So naturally, I want to spend more time there. I'm looking for ways to bring microphones inside and have my friends there write and record the short format retreats that are available on the website. And I'm also praying for ways to connect local churches with what's happening inside of the prison I continue to hold 1 Corinthians 1, 27 dearly. For God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. I'm seeing more and more clearly how my friends in E.C. Brooks are a prophetic witness of transformation. It's not Brooks that needs the church. It's the church that needs the men inside of E.C. Brooks. I go to the prison to find and see God. And this should be no surprise. I was listening to a book, Sacred Fire, by Ronald Rollheiser on my Audible account last night, and he mentions that in the New Testament, something about the poor is mentioned in every tenth verse, and in the Gospel of Luke, every sixth verse, and in the book of James, every fifth verse. Much of what I've been sharing in this retreat on suffering are lessons and ideas that I've prayed through and learned while at E.C. Brooks. God is truly near to the brokenhearted for those who are crushed in spirit in a way that He is not with others who are more self-sufficient 
So a nonprofit is being developed to support the podcast and these prison efforts. If you resonate with these things that I'm sharing with you, if the podcast is important to you, I ask that you begin praying about how you can offer your friendship, your prayer, and financial support. We will be starting a fundraising campaign in the spring and summer of 2018. The Holy Spirit is doing creative things in and around and through me that I truly cannot continue to do on my own. And so I invite you to come along with me on this journey. So please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay in the loop. Again, thanks so much for listening. It is a true delight to share with you. And until next time, as Psalm 4 says, You have put gladness in my heart more than when the grain and new wine abound. Peace and love. Amen.